Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. No colors in a very uniform summit. Kuala Lumpur, I used to carry an APEC business travel card which enabled me to travel visa-free to most of the member entities of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, APEC. I made quite extensive use of the card to a number of APEC member economies, ranging from the more major ones, such as China and Australia, to others such as Papua New Guinea. But having used the card for a number of years, I find that it has at least two major drawbacks. First, the card may not be used for entry into all APEC member jurisdictions but only participating or selected ones, which roughly make up about two-thirds of APEC membership. For example, the card may not be used for visa-free travel to the United States, which is perhaps one of the most coveted visa-free, if available, destinations in the world. Second, the card's validity is tied to that of the holder's passport. And as most passports are valid for five to five and a half years, while the circulated approval process, making the rounds among the participating APEC members, may take anywhere from half a year to over a year, in effect, each card is valid for at most four if not fewer years, before the long application wait has to be gone through all over again. As such, when I changed my expiring passport for a new one, a most tedious process at the time, earlier this year, I decided not to apply for a new APEC business travel card. It is not as if I binge on impulsive travels to many of the lesser known participating member entities and, thus, in dire need of possessing the card but the card is probably the single most tangible benefit that can be enjoyed by some residents of Apex member economies. Otherwise, both common folks and senior leaders alike struggle to comprehend the purported importance of the loosely affiliated, somewhat intangible grouping. At least one American president was reported to have quipped, to the effect of why the grouping even existed, as he had to dutifully prep for the Apex summit. Apex does not even formally call itself an organization or, indeed, any institution at all and does not seem to have a full-fledged secretariat like most, if not all, other international organizations do. Aside from the business travel cards, which are in any case handled, passed around for approval, between the foreign ministries of the participating APEC members, APEC's main function appears to be the rotational holding of its annual summit. It might best be compared to a team of runners passing the baton, for holding the summit, from one to another on a circular running track. Some runners are stronger or at least posher than others, and not all run as fast. Indonesia put up a fantastic show of an apex summit on the famed island of Bali last year, with colorful shows and equally colorful uniforms for the attending leaders. Indeed, Indonesia pulled out all the stops to present the Bali summit as a sort of coming-out party for the island country to play an increasingly prominent role on the world stage, and the spectacle was something that was very difficult to match, even for the US as the world's most powerful nation which just concluded another APEX summit in San Francisco. The choice of San Francisco as the venue for the summit was an apt one, as the city by the bay has the most diverse Asia-Pacific population. Incidentally, when the US last hosted the APEX summit three decades ago, a West Coast location, Blake Island in Washington State, was chosen. It is perhaps a tad impolite but certainly not a stretch to say that in APEX summits, the optics trumps all, even substantive bilateral and multilateral matters. The most awaited moment is typically the wearing by all attending leaders of the host members albeit modernized, often very striking, traditional costume as a uniform for a group photo. And on this score, the US typically disappoints. In Blake Island, 
the leaders wore their own windbreakers of varying colors and designs, and last week in San Francisco, they simply put on their own suits and ties. It was, to put it mildly, most businesslike, with little fanfare, as President Joe Biden hosted his VIP guests. And the apex summits are well known as occasions for individual leaders to hold their bilateral or multilateral sideline meetings, and this year was no exception. The most anticipated bilateral summit was that between Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping. The confrontation between the world's two largest economies has gone further south since Xi and Biden last met in Bali a year ago. The US tightened its sanctions on various Chinese entities, particularly those involving high tech and the Chinese side does not seem to flinch from what it considers to be the rejuvenation of its rightful place in the world. Xi and Biden apparently spent a prolonged period of time with one another when both were vice presidents, and they duly exchanged pleasantries before and after their substantive meeting, which lasted four hours, lunch included. Xi later recalled Biden having shown him a photo of a young Xi posing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge in the 1980s during an exchange program. As they bade each other farewell, Biden took a peep into Xi's official limousine, reminiscent of Kim Jong-un checking out President Donald Trump's limousine during their summit in Singapore in 2018. But there were frankly not a lot of fruitful results that came out of the Biden's eye summit this time. There was the counter-narcotic collaboration. And there was the re-establishment of communication channels between the two militaries to avoid misunderstanding and miscalculations. And there was sundry other unspecified cooperation on issues ranging from climate change to artificial intelligence. Frankly, Amid huge turmoil in both the world economy and geopolitics, the world expected more and better from the two major powers. But perhaps not this round.